This episode is brought to you by The Skeptical Buddha, The Tao of Science. My book, which is a thoughtful discourse on Eastern philosophy and how it helped birth ideas required for science and skepticism and the way it fell behind in the face of new evidence. This book discusses the long history of both philosophies as well as the tenets and variations within the varying sects along with psychology and our own natural biases. It discusses how to counter our natural biases using science and the underlying concepts of meditation and mindfulness, a more complex understanding of how science operates than most of the public understands, and why it is the best tool we have to discover truth and reality, as well as philosophical ideas we might embrace as technology progresses. The material is packaged in a way that the average person can understand with rich illustrations to draw the reader in and feel at peace. Welcome to After School Democracy, the podcast that attempts to fill in the gaps you almost certainly missed in school about politics, economics, and history. Oh man, this blue car is barely going anywhere. It's so slow and emits a lot of low-level toxic fumes. Oh, it's time to rebuild the car from scratch. Oh, I really like that Bernie alternator, but I can't vote for the alternator. I just get to vote for the radiator. Well, this radiator is a bit rusty and and won't move the car further than I wanted to go. My other choice is this other radiator that actively spews toxic fumes and refuses to work if the car goes forward. Oh well, they're both the same, so I'll just not vote. One election later, with 19% of Americans voting for half the Senate, extreme gerrymandering, and massive social media misinformation. Oh god, this red car is now awful! The toxic fumes are even more extreme unless you are rich enough to buy a gas mask. It is going really fast, but backwards! Oh well, at least we have the Supreme Court to act as safety features. Oh, it's time for the next election to partially rebuild the car. I like that AOC engine bolt, but the bolt I have to vote for is a little rusty and won't make the car go further than I want it to go. My other choice is this other bent bolt that actively spews toxic fumes and refuses to work if the car goes forward. Oh well, they're both the same, so I'll just not vote. Oh no, all the safety features have been changed and now the airbags actively explode on people of color. The seatbelts don't work for women and both happen for the disabled. The starter decides what safety features we have and the starter we picked said he'd do all these things in his campaign. I could have never seen this coming. Oh, it's time to rebuild the car from scratch. I think the Bernie alternator got cheated and I don't like the other starter running. He's just as bad as the Trump starter, not voting. One election later, with 17% of Americans voting for half the Senate, extreme gerrymandering, but reactive anger toward the Trump starter. Oh, this new car isn't great, which is still made up of mostly the same components, but barely enough more to make the car go a little forward. Oh wow, this blue car goes so slowly, though faster than the last one, but I forgot how much the last one didn't work and why it has all the same safety features, so obviously all the blue components are just as bad as the red ones. I refuse to give them any power by giving them my vote. As you can see, you aren't voting for the individual candidate, you're voting for the parts. If the party doesn't have all the parts, it can do barely little. And that's why voting blue no matter who in the general is essential. Denying your vote does literally nothing except hand the other party the vote because Republicans vote red no matter who. If they don't like the candidate they have to vote for, do they just not vote? No, they continue to vote red. They just wait until the next election primary the guy out. The primary is about voting for the person you like the most. The general election is about voting against the worst party strategically. Denying your vote will just ensure that Dems don't do anything you care about because they won't have any of the power to actually do what you want them to do. Most of the world has a parliamentary system which works much better 
because the party members have to go along with the leader or get punished. The machine is fully functional all the time if they win, and if they don't, they have to compromise with another party to get power. Here, the machine is broken right out of the gate unless the Dems win by a landslide, as the GOP just has to sit on their hands, refuse to do anything with the opposing party, and wait for the gullible public to become disillusioned with the Dems so they don't show up to vote and gain even a slim majority. Since everything they care about is tax cuts for the rich, they can get anything through with a budget reconciliation so it looks like they're far more effective. They also don't care if their president oversteps and breaks the law, so they just keep breaking the nation more and more each time they gain power, and the Dems have no comprehensive power to fix what is broken, so people assume ratchet theory is a real thing. Breaking things requires way less power than actually fixing something. The only way real power will come is if we overwhelm the opposition and actually win by a landslide. Or, if you are an extreme leftist, build up dual power system and actively engage in both, so you can protect what you're doing without having your freedoms to do so attack, which the GOP will happily do the second they feel you might be any kind of threat before you can get enough power to make any real change. This requires the strategy used by both Republicans and old socialist leaders to vote for your viewpoint beforehand, but when you get to the main election, vote lockstep. Doing so ensures your position has a chance of being voted on the next time around, as the GOP has shown to work over and over and over again. Every year, a new Republican belief gets to have its time in the sun and try it out, even if it's taken a decade or two to come to fruition. They just have to have patience and always vote red no matter who, and it comes to them. Just look at Roe and the Voting Rights Act. They saw far ahead in the future decades ago and are now reaping the benefits, but for some reason, progressive voters can't see beyond this election. Government is a machine. It needs all parts to function, and not just the parts you like. Without Mansion and Cinema, as much as we dislike them, sadly, we wouldn't have given the planet the emergency lifeline we gave it in the Infrastructure and Inflation Reduction Acts. Yeah, they hamstrung them so we didn't get enough to actually significantly fix it, but in the end, they still passed something that will give us enough of a breather to get us to the next time we actually get all the houses again and can do something, but only if we get enough in each house to actually do something. I see at this point little hope for keeping the House and worried we will lose the Senate, but independents want change, so they're voting for the guys they voted against last time they wanted change. Seems legit. These next two years are going to be a complete waste for both the nation and the planet with nothing but millions lost by holding the debt ceiling hostage and more millions by holding show investigations that go nowhere and a complete waste for the planet that we don't have the time to take, all because people can't see the big picture and think in the long term like those who actively want to destroy it can. So as always, thank you all for watching this as a video or listening to this as a podcast, which I'm sure was completely uncontroversial to anyone, especially to the YouTube monetization team. So if you found this useful, please donate to my Patreon. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube, and I have almost 700 videos on my channel that I've made over the past 11 years on religion, science, psychology, and politics. Please go check them out, and if your site has the option, like, rate, review, and comment. A special thanks goes out to Kendall Copperberg, Mylon Mia, Ogrel, Elias Garcia Guevara, and Joe Taylor for their $10 or more Wapawet level donations. I'm always humbled by the fact that they find my work worth funding and worth driving me forward. Thank you all. Please consider donating to my work if you can, and thank you all for listening.